As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everyone, to Beyond the Image, the podcast dedicated to equipping you with the tools, strategies, and insights to unlock the success that you deserve. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, best-selling author, entrepreneur coach, and your host on this journey to push past all of the surface-level limitations holding you back. The real change we seek is just beyond the image in front of us. To get there, we're going to craft our vision, we're going to live with purpose, and we are going to create legacy. Are you ready? Let's go. What is going on? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this, our 70th episode of the Beyond the Image podcast. So honored that you could take time out of your day, get a little inspiration, get a little information to fuel you on your professional journey. So as we are going through, well, we're almost through January, uh, it is important to discuss the retention of motivation, how to hack motivation to make it sustainable because everyone fires out at the start of the year. And, and the reason I'm doing this podcast is as of recording it, you know, at the start of the year, if you were to go into the gym on January 1st or January 2nd, I should say the gym is packed. It, like you cannot get a machine. You cannot get a free weight. You cannot get a bench. It is packed. By the end of January, the gym is back to being empty. In fact, the end of January is probably the most empty I will ever see the gym. And I've seen this happen every single year. Every single year. Why? Because we are not sustaining our motivation to achieve our goals. So a couple weeks ago, I did a whole podcast about how to set goals and how to actually achieve the goals that you set. But one of the core facets of achieving goals you set is retaining motivation. Making your motivation to accelerate, to achieve your goals, making that sustainable. So we're going to, in this episode, discuss five ways that you can hack your motivation. Five ways that you can engineer your own motivation to fuel you as opposed to distract you from your goals. Because listen, whether or not you hit your goals, you're doing something. You are doing something with your time, with your energy, with your emotion. You are investing it somewhere. Either you're investing it into achieving your goals or you are investing it into not achieving your goals. You're putting the same amount of time, energy in. So you're expending the same. You're just expending it doing the opposite of what you said you wanted to do. Okay, so what we are going to dive into on this episode are the five ways that you can hack your motivation, the five ways that you can build 
sustainable motivation for 2020 because my guess is right now, if you're like many Americans, you're struggling to stay focused on your goals and to find the motivation to achieve your goals. And the real reason behind that is you've just shifted that energy elsewhere. So what we're going to start off with, number one is have a reason behind the goal. A goal without a reason is a vision without a direction. Okay. Having a reason fuels the momentum and the velocity to which you will achieve this goal. So I'll use the example of weight loss. If you say, I want to lose weight so I feel better about myself, that is not a real deep reason. Who wouldn't feel better about themselves? There's no meat behind that reason. Let's add a different reason to it. I want to lose weight because I want to be in shape for when my kids are born and I can then be active in my children's lives because my parents were not able to be active in my lives because they weren't that healthy. Well, that would get me up at five in the morning and get me to lace up my sneakers and get me to go for a run. That right there would get me to choose eating healthy over not eating healthy. Have a reason, a reason that propels you forward. Why do you want to increase your business by X amount? Why do you want to have 100 subscribers to your email list? Why do you want to sell 1,000 copies of your book? What's the reason behind it? And put the reason down somewhere. Write it down. Why? Why am I doing this? I would recommend... If you go back and listen to our goal planning episode, when you do your quarterly maps, where you are at the start of the quarter and where you want to be at the end of the quarter, under each goal, write the reason why you're doing that goal. Here's where I am today. Here's why I want to be in 12 weeks or 90 days, which is one quarter. Here's why I want to do that. Putting the reason why will help fuel you every single day that you have to work on these goals. Because without the reason why, it's just too easy to ignore and to get distracted or to invest that time and energy in something else. And as I said at the top of the show, that's the number one reason our goals aren't getting done. It's not that we're not spending time and energy. We're just spending time and energy on other stuff. Okay. So you have a reason why. Why is this important to you? Number two, you break it down to the ridiculousness. I mean, you break it down so critically finite that it's almost embarrassing how how much you break it down. This is why. Let's say you want to host an event in 2020. I want to host an event. My company wants to host an event. Okay. Well, here's my goal. 2020, I'm going to host an event. Okay. January goes by. You look at the goal. Host an event. Okay. February goes by. The goal still hosts an event, March, April, May, June, July, August. You're sitting in September. You're like, oh, I have to host an event. October, November, December, year's over. You didn't host an event. But what if you were to break this goal out into the most, like, uh, finite, measurable tasks to the point, like, the first step is name the event. Well, I could do that this week. I could name an event this week. Here's what it's going to be named. Next step, pick a date. Next step, pick a venue. Next step, go tour the venue. 
Next step, develop a schedule. Next step, develop uh, the list of speakers. Next step, get a, get a sponsor. Just get one sponsor. What, whatever it is. You break it in to the ridiculous bits because now it's manageable. And that's the process we went through. And I, and I, keep, I keep plugging this old episode, but go back and listen to it. It's the episode on setting goals. It was the last episode we pumped out in 2019 because it is all about breaking your goals, which seem big and insurmountable, into small, digestible bits. When I look at my tasks for the week, because I break my goals out, I start annual, I break it into quarterly, I then break it into monthly, and I then take the monthly and I break it into weekly. Every single goal I have on my annual planning sheet is broken down to every week that I am working throughout the year. And I work 48 weeks out of the year, so 48, for, it's broken in 48 bits. So when I look at my goals for the week, what I'm looking at are the broken up bits of my big goals for the month, the goals for the quarter, the goals for the year, broken down to that week. This is what I need to focus on this week. And if you break it down to that detail, it's easy to digest, and you will always be moving forward because you've broken it down to a manageable pace to move forward, and you will feel good about moving forward. You'll feel accomplished as you proceed forth on these goals because every day you're going to cross things off your list, every day. But it's hard to cross off hosting an event. A lot of work has to go into hosting an event. But if you break that into 100 small goals that you could bracket out throughout 50 weeks, two goals a week, now it's manageable. Okay? That will enhance your motivation. Where your energy lies is critically important. Critically important. If you focus on the positive things, and and I mean in any facet, of your existence, in your body, in your mind, in your relationships, in your business, you focus on the positive, you will be innately more motivated to do greater things than you will if you focus on the negative things that transpire. Because negative thoughts require more energy. I'll just say it again. Negative thoughts require more energy than positive thoughts. So, if you allow negative thoughts to creep into your mind, they're going to make you more tired. They're going to make you more apathetic. They're going to make you procrastinate more often than if you think positive thoughts. And a great way to think positive thoughts, by the way, is to operate number two, which is break your goals up into bits and knock off those bits. That increases positive cognition. That increases your positive thoughts because you will see every day you're crossing things off on your list. When I look at my list from yesterday, everything's crossed off. When I look at my list from today as of recording this, already, and I'm only recording this as of 1.45 in the afternoon, already two-thirds of the thing on my list are crossed off. So I only have to do one-third left the work, right? That increases my positive outlook every single day. And then one of the other things we're going to dive into is also going to hit upon that. But focus on what is going positive and turn any negative into a lesson learned, which makes it a positive. For example, for example, this morning 
I had a client not show up. I could have gone down the rabbit hole of negative thinking, oh, this stupid client, and they, you know, I should have, I should have asked for more money in the down payment, and how could they disrespect me like this, and uh, yada, yada, yada. Don't they know who I am? Blah, 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 right? What could do any of those thoughts do for me? Any. Nothing. They do me no good. It's a rabbit hole of unproductivity. So what did I do instead? Well, what is the lesson I could learn from this? Well, I probably should have confirmed the project yesterday night. And if they didn't confirm it last night, then I wouldn't have had to waste an hour on the road. So lesson learned. That's a good thing. But B, well, that was a four-hour project. I just opened up because I lost an hour traveling. But I just opened up three hours of my schedule that I can work on other stuff. Well, that's a gift. I'm going to go work on other stuff for three hours. And this is going to be amazing. So I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to order my favorite coffee, and I'm just going to get to work. And it was a beautiful morning. It was a gift. And then the last gift is I never have to work with this client again. Positive. And look what I was able to get done in that time. Or I could have just sat there and stewed and been pissed off about it and got nothing done. That would have been negative. Okay? So positive versus negative energy. Number four. Measure everything. Measure everything. Why do you measure things? Because what you measure, you can improve. That's why when we set out on our progress, we track what we're doing. We build a benchmark. If you want to make $120,000 this year, and I'm just using round numbers. If you want to make $120,000 this year, what do you have to make every month? Well, logic would indicate you have to make $10,000 a month. So every month, when you analyze it, you look to see, well, did I make $10,000 a month? And if I didn't, what put me off track? And how can I get back on track? What you measure, you can improve. If you measure the number of five-star reviews you get on your podcast, you can improve it. If you measure the number of email subscriptions you have, you can improve that. If you measure it, you can improve it because you have a benchmark. You have a baseline. You have something to contrast against. When I run this type of ad, I get this many clicks. If I run this type of ad, I get this many clicks. You're measuring it so you can choose what operates best. When I post five times a week, I get X amount of engagement. When I post six times a week, I get this. If I DM 20 people a day, I get five clients. If I DM five people a day, I only get one. What you measure, you can't improve. So measuring everything. I'm aggressive with measuring Measuring gives quantitative data. Quantitative data, there's no emotion quantitative data. There's just fact. These are the facts. And if you measure it, you can once again apply that measurement to the distilled down actions that you have to take moving forward. And you can operate more effectively and more efficiently, which will then create more things done, more to-dos crossed off your list, and you know you're heading in the right direction every single day, every single week, every single month, every single quarter, every single year. Because you took the time to set the benchmarks and measure your output. So let's look at those top four again. One, have a reason. A reason why you are doing this. Number two, break it into bits. The ridiculous bits, the small digestible chunks that you can track moving forward. Number three, Focus on that energy. That energy is critical. The energy can propel you or it can zap you. It's up to you. Number four is measure what matters. Now, number five 
is something that I've become obsessed with in the last 12 months. And it's having daily, non-negotiable habits. Now, the daily, non-negotiable habits actually fuel... This is important. My daily non-negotiable habits actually fuel all parts of my body, of my mind, of my relationships, and of my business. They fuel all parts. And I'll explain how this impacts motivation. My daily non-negotiable habits. Number one, and they're by the way, they're broken out. They're broken out into a couple different facets. Number one is my body goals. Every day I have to move, and I have to fuel. So movement for me could be working out, or if I don't have time to go to the gym, maybe it's jumping on the spin bike at home, or if it's not that, maybe it's taking the dog for a prolonged stroll. Okay, daily, non-negotiable. Number two is fuel in body. And for me, fuel means digesting green vegetables. I do it every day. Every day. And if I can't do uh, serving green vegetables, I go and I buy a green juice or a green smoothie. Okay? And preferably one with uh, no sugar added. Okay? Almost always one with no sugar added. I don't need the sugar. So that's body. Mind. Non-negotiable. I meditate and I journal. Every day, meditate and journal. Now, meditation could be just breathing for 60 seconds. We all have 60 seconds. I do not believe if you're listening to the show, you don't have 60 seconds. You got time to listen to the show. Pause the show, meditate, come back to the show. And then I journal every day. I record my thoughts and my legacy every day. I put pen to paper. Number three. Well, so that's body, that's mind. So there's two goals for each. Relationships. I give not one, but two notes of gratitude to two other people every single day. Twice a day, I let someone else know I'm grateful for them. Maybe it's my wife. Maybe it's one of my employees. Maybe it's one of my clients. Maybe it's someone who just happened to make an impact on my day, and it's a complete stranger. But I let them know that I'm grateful for them. Maybe it's an email or a note I write to them or a letter I mail them or an email I send them or a DM that I I slide to them. Two notes of gratitude every single day. That helps me fulfill my relationship goals. And then last, my business goals. Two things I do every day. I learn and I teach. How do I learn? I listen to podcasts. Podcasts that enhance my mind. I, I read books. One of my goals is 50 books a year, which, by the way, that's about a book a week. And by the way, that's about two chapters a day. Break it down into bits. Okay. So I learn and then I teach every day. Well, what am I doing on this podcast? I'm teaching. What do I do when I post on social media and I dive into an explanation? I'm teaching. What do I do when I do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or an IGTV? I'm teaching. What do I do with my coaching clients? I teach every day. So those four quadrants or those eight things, I have a checklist in my journal that I check off every single day. 
So to be honest, as of recording this, when I look at my checklist, my checklist, excuse me, of eight things, already six of them are checked off. I've meditated, I've journaled, I've sent two notes of gratitude, I've learned, and I've taught. I've done those six things. So I still have to mute, uh, excuse me, I still have to move and I have to fuel. And guess what I'm doing right after this podcast? I'm jumping on the spin bike. And after I finish on the spin bike, I'm going to the grocery store and I'm going to pick up groceries for the week, including some new green juice. I'm going to buy some green juice for myself. I'm going to have some green juice today. And then I will have had all eight done. And the reason it is recorded in my journal is, what was number four? Measure. I measure. I measure my effectiveness to do these eight things every day. Every day. Now, here's how it applies to motivation, because I said it has to apply to motivation. I track it with other data, because these are my daily non-negotiable habits. I track it with other data. Here's the other data I track. Every day, I track how my sleep was the night before on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. I have started to track my mood on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. And lastly, I start to track my motivation on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. And then under that, I write my why, my intention for the day, my reason for that day, okay? So, I, by the way, I forced myself to pick a reason just to, just to get through the day, which was, number one, have a why, have a reason. So, if I were to look at, I'll just give an example. Yesterday, one, as of recording this, because I'm recording this in early January, one, one, my sleep was a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Why was it a 7 out of 10? Because I had a few drinks on New Year's Eve. And whenever I have some drinks, I don't sleep well. So, my mood was less. My mood was also a 7 out of 10. My motivation was less. It was a 8 out of 10. Well, probably could have been higher. It was actually pretty high. But I noticed that if I don't sleep well for a few nights in a row, even one night in a row, it starts to pull a thread. So sleep is important. What you measure, you can improve. If I'm not getting at least 8 out of 10 on sleep, it will affect my motivation. So I need to, I need to honor my body. I need to rest. It will affect my mood. If I'm not working out every day in some capacity, it will affect my motivation. If I'm not properly fueling my body, it will affect my motivation. If I'm not meditating every day, if I'm not journaling every day, it will affect my motivation. If I'm not giving gratitude to other people, it will affect my motivation. If I'm not learning constantly, and then passing on education to others, it will affect my motivation. So I track all this data. I have quantitative data. On any given moment, I have a snapshot of where I'm at in my sleep cycles, in my moods, in in whether or not I'm working out, if I'm eating well, if I'm expressing appreciation for others in my life, if I'm learning and if I'm teaching. At any moment, I can glance and look to see if I've done these things And how it impacts my motivation. Because I score my motivation every single morning. And if my motivation starts to dip, it is because I've not honored those daily non-negotiable habits. And that's why they're daily and that's why they're non-negotiable. So this is how you can hack your own motivation. This is how you can 
build sustainable motivation. It's by having a reason, having a why. It's by breaking your goals into digestible bits. It's in having that positive energy in anything that happens, accepting responsibility and having a positive energy. It's in measuring what happens. And when you measure, you can track your wins. And also, it's on having those daily non-negotiable habits. And when you have those daily non-negotiable habits, you have to become much more strategic in what you say yes to and what you say no to. So you learn to focus only on what matters. So I truly hope that this podcast has been a help to you in building your own sustainable motivation plan for 2020. If I can ever be a service to you, please do not hesitate to reach out. James at jamespatrick.com at jpatrickphoto on Instagram. I'm here to serve you. If there are any other episode topics you would love me to cover in this new year, please do not hesitate to let me know. I'm here to serve you. Thank you once again for your five-star reviews, for sharing this podcast with a friend, and we will be talking to you guys next week. Take care, all. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Image. For more information on James Patrick's work and live events, please visit jamespatrick.com or jamespatrickworkshops.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.